Thank you for joining us for our Renewal City Church podcast. If you're looking for ways to get involved, join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Roxy Theater in Longview, or find us online at rcclongview.org. We hope you're blessed and that this message finds you well. Good morning, everybody. morning. We're sitting down. Like John was saying, this is like our living room. We just wanted to have a little talk with you this morning. You guys all seem really uncomfortable about that idea. It's not about the birds and the bees. Relax. It's going to be okay. Um, So this morning, we are going to be talking about um, spiritual community. Right. Okay. I'm just getting all. I'm getting. In, it's a little. It's a little different. I'm here with Susie this morning, and I'm used to just being by myself. So, um, it's, it's gonna. We'll see how this works out. Uh, it was really cool. The first song we had this morning. Right. We talked about um, the spirit of the living God falling fresh upon us. Um, Come wake me from my sleep. Awaken my soul. And that's kind of like as I was hearing that. I was like, that's what today's talk's a little bit about. It's about. Let us um, wake up to, like, being back in spiritual community because the last couple of years we've been, you know, no community was bad, right? Everybody don't be in community. Stay away from one another. So we're talking today about, like, what we do here to foster spiritual community and this kind of, like, idea of coming back together. Um, We think it's really important here at Renewal. um, And we're going to, like, talk a little bit about the ways we tried to achieve spiritual community this morning. And we're going to talk about why we think you're missing out if you're not involved. So we want everybody to be involved. Um, So why are we doing this? We wanted to let you guys know that we're not just winging it here at Renewal. We actually do some stuff intentionally. So uh, this morning we're going to like, this was Susie's idea, we'll pull back the veil a little bit and see a little bit of what we're doing. So last weekend he was trying to talk about this with me and I said, uh, do you have any Bible verses that go along with this? And I was like, we don't need any Bible verses. Um, But as I was thinking about, we were writing down some ideas yesterday. Um, You know, nothing like the last minute. It was was a busy week, though. There's some things that happened this week that were just uh, time-consuming. We had a song this morning, We Thank You for the Cross, right? And I was like, whenever we want to talk about anything, that's where we want to start. We start at the cross, right? Jesus came down. He uh, sacrificed for us all because he loves us and he wants to be in relationship with us. And so I think anytime we talk about anything, we want to frame it in love and relationship, right? So that's, that's I don't have an exact verse, but that's in the Bible. You guys know that. Um, so God has designed us to do good works. That's in Ephesians 2.10. So I think God wants us to be involved in the kingdom. And um, he's designed us for a life of joy. We find that in John. He says, like, we want to make your joy complete by being part of the ministry that I'm doing. Um, And then Jesus has this moment with the disciples in the upper room where he, like, washes their feet. He talks about, if you want to be the greatest in the kingdom, be a servant of all. And that's a little bit what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, doing the work of the church, right? How can we be involved in this community? What are the pieces there? And what roles can you have? And Jesus invites us into this ministry, so it's really exciting. So it sounds a little bit like you're pasting some verses together and begging people to help out at church. (laughs) Right? 
Um, that's what I'm not doing, even though it can sound like that, right? Because we've all been in church where people are like, oh, please come help us. Or you've walked in the door. How can I put you to work? We need, we need helpers in the nursery because, right, who ever wants to go into the nursery? Um, all right, that might just be me. I don't know. Some people, some of you might like babies. I don't know. Um, so I really believe that the fullness of our joy only comes from, well, I shouldn't say only comes from serving, um, comes from serving. I think as we serve, as you're helping people out, I think that's what God has designed us to do. And I think when we're doing that, that's when our soul just harmonizes with what's happening and we have great joy. Um, Tyler uh, always talks, Tyler always talks about um, the kingdom, right? He talks about the kingdom is now and being part of the kingdom. And that's what we should be doing now, right? It's these kind of ideas that it's like, if you're just going, oh, I think I have to put in my time, then let's not do that part, um, but find something else for you to do that you will enjoy doing. But also there's times when you just need to put in your time and that's okay too, but don't, don't keep doing that thing if it's, it's bugging you that much. All right, so the overview of things that we do here, um, just a few things we want to talk about. One is, like, kids are in our worship service. That's not always typical for every church, but we're very intentional about that. We want kids to be part of our spiritual family. We want to worship with them. We want us all to be together. That's very important for us here at Renewal. We also let them come back down for communion. We think it's important that you take communion as a family. Um, it helps you... One, you can, like, teach your kids how to lead, like, a prayer of communion. You can teach them about the importance of it. If you don't feel comfortable doing that, then the great thing here that we encourage is you can buddy with another family at a table, and you could hear somebody else doing it and learn from them. Other ministries we have, we have opportunities to get together and love one another. Like, we're having a men's night tomorrow, right? So you can show up. And just hang out with people. If that's, that's it. And showing up is so important. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. I'm not going to jump ahead. But showing up is so important. So we have men's ministries. We have women's ministries. We have youth ministries. Children's ministries. All these places where you can just plug in and be loved on by people in the church. Or take the opportunity to love on them. And then we have a lot of opportunities for you guys to help. And also um, prepare a place for people, right? Because... When you come in on Sunday morning, we have like these wonderful lanterns and table runners and we got coffee and stuff ready for this. So this is a wonderful experience for you, right? But that doesn't just happen magically. People take time to do that for you because they want to treat you special and love on you. And you can be part of those teams. And right now we're looking for people, hospitality team, belonging team. That's all part of like preparing this place and loving on one another. So it's great opportunities to get plugged in so you can love on one another but also become part of a team and build relationship with people in the church. That's all part of our spiritual community, and we think that is so important. So I want you to take the opportunity to do that. And then just one other thing I want to touch on, and I've probably missed some other things we do, like Royal Kids. That's also a great place to get plugged into. Um, Young Lives, another place. And we also are part of a, a global church, and we don't, we don't ignore that, right? We send money to very many a lot of missions in the world because uh, we think the global church is important as well. All right. So the importance, um, why is it? That's the wrong title on there. Don't you hate it when you look at your notes and you're wondering, that's not supposed to be there. Uh, another thing we talked about last weekend um, was the uh, importance of 
just words and time into somebody's life. This, we were on our anniversary last week, and we went on a hike, and we, we talked about a lot of things. And this was just one of these things that hit me, and it's like so important that um, just that little bit that you can pour into somebody's life that could really like change their lives. And Susie had an interesting, she has a story she wants to share with you. So Mike had shared with me that he's got a new job and he's got new coworkers and one of his coworkers apparently likes my hair and thinks I have these beautiful curls. So I was like, of course, flaunting it around him all weekend. It was a little bit weird. He's like telling me about it. And I'm just like, all right, that's enough. I know she has good hair. I married her for that, but you're taking too much interest. So then I showed up on Tuesday for some lab work at Kaiser and the lady, I walk into her room and she's like, are you going to do something with that? Like, do you have a hair tie? <laughs> so it's just interesting the words from one to the other about the same hair, right? <laughs> and we were talking about uh, other people or other opportunities that we've seen where people had a chance to speak into somebody's life and where it's either like gone wrong or because they didn't or has gone really good because they did. And I think back when I was in high school, I had a volleyball coach and I was, I was, all right, volleyball player. I could have been on the A team. As a matter of fact, I thought I should have been on the A team. And it was really confusing why I wasn't on the A team. And I even asked my assistant coach once, I was like, why am I not? She's like, well, you'll need to talk to the other coach. And I'm like, what? So I worked really hard and I never made it to the A team, only to find out that um, like years later, he just didn't like me. But he, it was really confusing time for me, but he never took the opportunity to talk with me about that. I mean, I was a sponge at that age. If somebody pulled me aside and said, listen, you've got a, a bad attitude or I don't like the way you do this, I would have, like, corrected. He had an opportunity to, like, say, you know what? You could, let me teach you how to be a leader on the team. Let me teach you how to do this. And it would have been great. But he didn't. It was like a missed opportunity. I always kind of, like, regret that. Um, but there's, like, you don't want to miss those opportunities. We want to take the opportunities to speak into other people's lives. Because I think just a little bit of encouragement or positive words can feel, fill people's sails and then just let them really excel at what they need to do. But a lot of times we just need somebody behind us, supporting us, loving us, speaking encouragement to us, building us up. Um, I think the powerful, there's, uh, you know, a well-thought-out compliment is super powerful. Um, so we need to look for opportunities to do that. Okay, so we're going to take a big section here in the middle, because we have Susie here, and Susie's awesome at Kids Church. She's our children's church ministry director, overlord, supreme, something. <laughs> um, so we're going to ask her a couple of questions about children's church, so you guys get a little bit better idea what's going on up there, and uh, yeah, we'll just do that. So, Susie, what goes on upstairs during the uh, teaching time? <laughs> well... We only have like 30 to 35 minutes up there once a week, so I feel like we have a very finite amount of time to really work into these kids' lives and talk to them about God. Um, so we use that time to cover Bible stories, and then we um, also use that time to have activities, sometimes it's science or games, and a craft or an art project that helps them uh, put their hands into that activity or that Bible story. And so is it, how is it different for each age group? 
When we have the preschoolers, a lot of them, you know, it's like half their lifetime ago, the last time they'd heard this Bible story. So you're more like giving them exposure to the stories, and we're working on having them have time to play together. These kids, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the kids in this church play really well together. They um, are very well connected. They have those good relationships from the start. And then as they get older, we look for ways to get them to like own the story. A lot of times when they get to be the upper grades, they're like, I know this story. Today's Noah's Ark. I'm sure they're up there going, I know this story. And so we try to think, well, what do you see from God in this story? Or what is something you didn't know before in this story? Or how can you envision being in this story? Or what does this mean to you now? And so we, we push that a little further with them. And we're also working on relationships in there. I had um, a few weeks ago, we were talking about the creation of the world. And I had one of the kids uh, pipe up. It's going to make me cry. Because um, we've been working on doing conversations in that older class. And, um, and we have first through sixth grade. So it's a long span of ages to try to cooperate and discuss together because there's so many different levels. But I had one kid pipe up and he's like, because we're talking about everything being created. He's like, wait, was God born? And I was like, yes, that's the question. So then we could scramble around and everybody could put their facts in that they know. And, and we could come to an answer with that. So 35 minutes doesn't seem like uh, a lot of time. As a matter of fact, if I had a tape measure here and I pulled it out to 14 feet long, it would be like the width of my finger because 14 feet would be equal to a week, 12 hours, 20, just trust me. So a half hour would be like a width of my finger and 14 feet. That's not a lot of time in a week. So um, how can parents be involved so we started doing an online piece to go with our church because I think it's kind of like takeout dinner. You know, it's nice to sit together as a family and have dinner, but it's a lot of work to get that all put together and on the table. And so there's pieces that we have on our online QR code that are something that goes along with what the kids learned in church. Um, I have a preschool and a first through fifth section on there, but the preschool activities are plenty legit for the older kids. They're games and things. Um, and the older ones is more uh, advanced origami stuff. But um, anyway, it's a piece that you can just click into is what it's supposed to be. And you can have this family time. Maybe it spurs a conversation. Maybe it just makes it easy for you to, like, have that one extra conversation during the week based on something that's already happened. And hopefully it's already put together for you. Yes. So that's one way. And then we should be relying on. Susie or whoever's upstairs to be like in charge of your child's spiritual development. If you have like that idea of like, oh, the church is taking taking care of it, that one little 35-minute slot isn't going to get it done. So we really encourage you guys to be in charge of that in your household and taking the extra time to uh, connect with your kids about God, talk to them about God, pray with them. Um, I know one thing that we did that was at times super silly um, is we would just pray before bed. We'd have the kids in their beds and we would be in the hallway and, you know, the kids are like praying loud from their rooms. And sometimes it was funny because there was a lot of giggling and stuff going on. But I created just this habit of that's what we do when we go to bed. And then later on in years, we'd learned that the kids would then, after we left, Haley would like be reading her Bible. Andrew said he would have this time where he looked out the window up into the stars, and it was just like his time with God. And we had no idea this was even going on, right? But we just kind of set this like thing of like, this is what we do. So encourage you to really get engaged with them. All right, so when you talk about interacting with kids, you often use this phrase, uh, phrase that you say, celebrating the eunice of you. Can you explain that to everybody and what it means? 
right? <laughs> it's like you. God made you, and you have this you-ness, right, that is just you. It's uniquely you. And with my kids, I didn't want to break the you-ness because God made these things, but I'm also supposed to be, like, disciplining and raising that. But, but to be able to celebrate, we did a lot of, um, instead of competing with my two kids, competing against each other, we would just celebrate, look, this one is doing this. Let's celebrate that person or that celebrate. So when we're upstairs, we're trying to celebrate the different kids and who they are and what they bring to our community within our space in an overarching way. Each Sunday, as I'm preparing the lessons, I'm trying to think, well, who who are our kids and how would they interact with this? And maybe some weeks we, we fit more games because some kids like that, or maybe some weeks we do more Bible reading because I got kids that really like to read or so we try to, like, yeah, bring out that unis of them in 35 minutes as best we can. <laughs> what are the benefits of having adults upstairs teaching? See, I think that goes back into the unis of you because we have amazing adults that can share who they are with our kids upstairs. Um, I've been doing it. Well, we've been doing it during COVID a lot. We had church at our house, and it was a good time. We had, like, family style. We had all-age kids, and it was a good time. But... We've been in there a lot, and so they've seen our angle a lot. And having different adults, when we used to have the rotations up there a few years ago, we had so many adults being able to interact with our kids. I just think it brings that value there. I think oh, I was talking to James the other day, and he was saying, like, when his kids are, like, at the grocery store in town and they see an adult from church and they've had time with them, he can say he knows his kids know these people love my kids. They're in my community. They know who I am. Did I cover you? <laughs> oh, you had two stories you wanted to share. Oh, I was watching OPB. They have a Oregon Art Beat show, and they have a music program in Portland that is an after-school program for low income. So it's a free program. They teach them orchestra, like you pick an instrument, and they teach them. And at the end of the year, they perform with the Portland Symphony or whatever. And during that process, they invite people from the community to come in and spend time with these kids. So it's like a win-win-win. These kids get to learn an instrument. They get free after-school care. And they get to interact with the mayor. Or if there's a, a key musician come to town to visit, they bring them in and introduce these kids. They build these relationships that these kids wouldn't normally get. And I think about me growing up in our church. We would play badminton in the backyard of the city mayor. You know, we just hung out because his, his wife was our Sunday school teacher. And just those relationships that we can build within our communities, I think, are super important. And how much more important is that that it's, um, how people relate to God and that you're sharing that depth. My other story is with John Dieter. He came over when Andrew was still living at our house and did a, a study on hearing God. And Andrew has come back to us many times because it was, it was holes in how we did things. It was different. John brought this thing to my child that he has implemented in his life about hearing God that I appreciate that was a gap in my parenting. So I think the, the adult's the richness of the adults plays into the richness of our ch children learning. That's awesome. That talks about spiritual community right there. That's what we're talking about today. It was pretty well put out. So what is some feedback you have received from people who volunteer upstairs? So my recent feedback I've been getting is that teachers would like to do it with somebody else to be a team. And I think that really plays into what we've been talking about here about being a community. That right now we have one teacher in each class because uh, I'm just trying to not burn anybody out. And um, 
so being together, though, what fun is that? So you're teaching the class with somebody else, and you're able to then interact with how that was later with another adult as well. I just think that's a great idea. But in order to do that, I would either need more frequency or more people. Um, but that's okay. God is there. He'll take care of that. <laughs> yeah, so um, what is some other feedback you received? What was my other feedback? We're taking a little pause right oh, here. Oh, I'm sorry. I lost my notes. Um <laughs> Another thing I've heard is that um, when people are upstairs, they don't feel like they know the kids very well or they don't know whose parents they are or their stories or whatever. And so I think, I know Alex and I used to do the class above the stage a few years ago, and uh, we would swap every other Sunday. And boy, just I guess that speaks into being a team too because Alex and I would share with each other, hey, this is how it went on my week, and then pass it to her, and she would share back with me. And we had those relationships with those kids because we had that frequency to get to know them. And also, um, I've been able to get to know kids a little more since COVID's been clearing up and I've been feeling more comfortable having people over. I baked cookies with kids. Boy, that's that's an eye-opener with siblings. <laughs> that was a good time. And I've um, been able to go bike riding, running with kids. Boy, it's nothing like a kid seeing you at your absolute wiped out, I'm exhausted, can't take another step, and they're riding their bike going, come on, you can do it. <laughs> Is there some other things maybe you do in class, like project time, to help build those relationships? We do. That's one of the things, I think. Um, putting your kids in the backseat of the car, you can have conversations that you can't have anywhere else. I think also when you're working or crafting or whatever it is, you put stuff out on the table and you're spending time with the kids, you have the opportunity. It's not about I'm looking you in the eyes and asking you, how's your relationship with Jesus? We are we're doing this coloring thing. And then those conversations are able to happen during that space. So would it be better if maybe we had more classes instead of the ones we have? My heart is really for this class above this stage. I really love that that third, fourth, fifth grade age where they're they're starting to own their faith. I like speaking into that, encouraging them to like have it be their own just at that time before Mackenzie takes them away from me. <laughs> and they start being more social and they do that other development thing. It's super exciting. But just that little window right before that where they're big enough, they can read their own Bible, they can just attach to that at a different level. They can attach to church, they can attach to us at a different level. But then again, the preschool class, right now we have preschool with kindergarten. Um, but to be able to just do a preschool class, you know, and just do that introduction class at their level and to be able to do a K-1-2 class with those early readers to really bring in the stories for that second go-around with them would be great. So one of the problems we're having right now is we don't have that third class. So in that, we're running a fifth through first. Is that what we are? And that's a little hard for the kids because uh, you end up trying to, like, teach to one end or the other and then the kids in the lower are either like oh this is too much for me or the upper kids are like this is boring because I'm having to listen to somebody who's just a new reader right so we really want to get those broken back up um, and it just works a lot better that way allows the kids to interact better with each other and then I think they can engage better in the the bible story and then we you talked a little bit about connecting with the kids. I think one thing we can do as a church is just to, even if you don't say, oh, man, this was so inspiring, I want to be part of kids' church, um, is just to engage ki kids down here. Um, you should know most of the kids' names in the church, and probably some of you are going like, oh, I don't know any, but that's, that's a challenge for you, right? You should be able to walk it, have them walk in and say, hey, how are you doing today? Use their name and talk to them and engage with them 
as if they were part of our spiritual family because they are, right? So that's, that's a challenge for you guys. I'm going to leave that there for you. All right, last weekend, you shared with me one of the main reasons you want to see more adults upstairs. I already talked about that. You already talked about that? You don't want to share any more on it? <laughs> All right. She just said that you guys are so amazing, and we have amazing kids, and then just pairing those, you guys together. It's just awesome, right? So we want to just give you opportunities to do that. Okay, we're going to get wrapped up here. Um, James and I, were, we had lunch a couple weeks ago talking about this message. I, was, I came to him with some of my frustrations, and I think he was trying to like, hey, calm down. Um, but uh, Which is good, because I, I was telling Susie, I always like to come up and preach the good news, not the bad news. You guys already know what the bad news is. So, and the good news is like this whole idea of spiritual community. And I think... Um, I was sensing that James was pretty passionate about that, that that's what we want to do here. It's not that we're just, we're coming here to, to go through the routine of church. Um, that's, I shouldn't say easy to do, but something we could definitely do. But we want to also have this rich community um, where people know one another, they love one another. And um, we had a couple of reasons that we wanted that for. Um, and it's not just the kids program, it's about all programs. And we believe that the spiritual community is a deep relationship with God. Um, the Bible tells us to love one another and to be in that relationship. Because um, God knows that our brothers and sisters right here in the church are going to be there for us at times that, that we need them. Um, and I was just put in here in bold. I want you guys to be in that position so you can be used by God in those times. Because that's just a wonderful spot to be in. We also want the uh, kids to experiment experience the community here at Renewal to have these deep relationships with the other adults that are not in their family. And the main reason is that when they grow up and they leave Longview and move away, um, we want them to like go, oh, I want to find that spiritual community somewhere. I want to be in a place where people love me, they care for me, and, uh, and they'll think that this wasn't just my parents' crazy idea to go to church for like you know, 18 years, right? This, this is real. This is something I want to be involved in, and their faith will continue on. Um, all right. I think that's all I got. Uh, main, main thing is that we want you guys to get involved if you're not already involved or think about where you should be involved. And, uh, you know, that's find your, find your good spot and then also realize that sometimes you just got to do the work that you don't want to do. I was thinking about Susie this morning. Susie did not want to be up here this morning. Um, anytime we talk to Susie about being up front, she's like, no, I didn't want to do that. Uh, so we finally convinced her to be up here, and she did great, so that's awesome. Um, so with that, we're going to have some questions, but let's just pray first before we dive into the questions. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your love on the cross. We thank you that um, you taught us about love and relationship, and we thank you that you made us in your image so that we would also just gravitate towards those things and that those things would bring us joy. We just ask that you would um, nudge everyone here who needs a nudge to be more involved or to think about ways that they could be a bigger part or a more ingrained part of our spiritual community here. And um, we just ask that you be with us as through these conversations that are about to happen at tables and just continue to open our hearts to what you have to say to us this morning. In your name we pray. Amen.
All right, so the QR codes, we should have some questions. Huddle up in little groups and have a good time discussing.